tell you who's doing sneakers the best in the game right now. That's New Balance. The two-way V4, featuring this groundbreaking use of technology with fresh foam. It's called Fuel Cell, creating this combination that we love of rebound and cushioning. Fresh Foam offers unparalleled cushioning for maximum comfort your entire game from start to finish. The upper construction features this lightweight textile that reduces weight, which we all need, I know I do, while remaining supportive and breathable. Hard to find that combo. The two-way V4 gives you the tools that you need to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way V4 at newbalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. You're listening to the hottest, the hottest NBA podcast out here. I said what I said. She's heating up. It's the heat check. The heat check. Heat check. With Trista Crick. Probably no bigger news in an offseason that saw Kevin Durant with four years left on his entire contract tell the entire front office for the Nets to fuck right off and to provide an ultimatum to Joe Sy, the owner of the Nets, to say it's either me or pretty much everybody below you, and then that standoff, and that standoff not be the biggest thing. The biggest news by far was not Kevin Durant, was not Kyrie, was not the Lakers, Boston Celtics suspending head coach Ime Udoka for the entire season for things we are not really clear about yet. To say that this news came out of nowhere would be an understatement. I saw Ime Udoka at Summer League, asked him to come on the pod. He agreed to come on the pod in July, mid-July, midway through this investigation, and no one knew. He was walking around there. Freeman, no one knew what was going on. I saw Damon Stoudemire, no hint anything was going on. I saw his assistant, Aaron Miles, no hint anything was going on. I met with multiple people from the Boston TV cast, nothing. That was two months ago. It was a beautiful September full of tranquility. Boston looked great. They had added pieces. Danilo Gallinari, Malcolm Brogdon. They've got their entire rest of their team that they love coming back. Ime Udoka reinvigorated. And then, this is the bomb. This is the sound of the Woj bomb. And it was just like that. He was gone. Just like that, it's over. You saw the report. 
You saw the Boston Celtics come out with some random news conferences about how mad they were that random women were being accused of being a part of this salacious scandal. And there are many details that have come out and rumors that I will not get into because I have no clue. I have done a little digging, but I don't know. I have no idea. I have like three people who have kind of clued me in on the general sort of scope and framework of how this went down, why it went down, why now. But I don't care to comment on that because it's a sad situation. And truthfully, I ride for my people from Portland, and I am not here to spread any dirty rumors about Ime Udoka because truthfully, they're second, third hand, and I don't know what is true. All I know is that Nia Long is very messy, going on TMZ, saying that she was absolutely shocked and stunned and whatever other adjectives, going on and doing full-on one-on-one interviews with TMZ in the middle of your husband, or no, your fiancé of seven years, getting suspended for the year, probably his career getting just absolutely obliterated. So the whole situation is messy, but particularly Neil Long getting involved, very messy as well. What we do know, though, is this. Boston Celtics, I don't know that that many people are framing it like this, but they are on their third coach in three years. They become the first coach, the first team since the Showtime Lakers who fired Jack McKinney after going to the finals when he had his bike accident. And then Paul Westhead, God, it was bad back then. To not have the head coach that took them to the finals there to start the next season. Add that, and you add that to the fact Rob Williams, who probably would have won Defensive Player of the Year last year if he was completely healthy, he's now out three months at the very least uh, before he can return to basketball activities. Uh, Rob had another knee surgery on the same knee that kept him out of some of the playoffs. He didn't like the way that his knee felt, had to get another knee surgery just like a couple of weeks ago. I think maybe last week. Add that to Danilo Gallinari, one of their pickups, who they were very excited about. Uh, He's out for the entire season. ACL tear, just like that. Add insult to injury. So Brad Stevens, he gets asked to come back and coach, which would have been an absolute disaster, by the way. Unmitigated disaster. I hear Jason Tatum asked him to come back, and he was like, "Mm, no. Tries to get Larinaga, Jay Larinaga, to come back. This is how toxic things are being perceived. Brad Stevens personally reaches out to Jay Larinaga, the former assistant, who was the runner-up to get Udoka's job, to come in, be the interim head coach, I would imagine. Asked him, hey, would you leave the, the Clippers to be the interim head coach and return back to Boston to settle some of this shit down? And his answer, I quote, I prefer to stay in L.A., Nah, I'm good. That's like when it really reminds me, because I would prefer to stay in L.A. is about as classy as of, of an answer as you're going to get, as gentle and like, you know, I, I would prefer means that there's some sort of ambiguity about whether you have control of your decision, right? It's like when the TSA agent, I've got my little dog in her carrier, and they want to see whether there's enough space inside the carrier for her. And they see her, and they're like, she's growling at the TSA agent. She's snapping at the actual, at her, 
through the material. And she's like, hey, could you open up the zipper and let her out so I could see her? I'm like, bitch, she will bite your face off. And I'm like, you know, I really prefer not to. <laughs> I'd rather not. I'd honestly rather not. And for you, I think you should rather not too. Like that's the kind of I'd rather not that was. And another telling detail, interim head coach to take Ime's spot, Joe Mazzula, a Brad Stevens holdover. One of the only ones left from his regime. Not Damon Stoudemire, not Aaron Miles, not any of Yudoka's assistants that he's known his entire life who has come over to help him build a championship-caliber team in two seconds flat. No, no. Both were passed up in favor of a Brad Stevens holdover. That about tells you everything, folks, that you need to know about what's about to happen to Ime Yudoka and the rest of his fucking crew. And I hate to say that. I don't want to make light of it. I mean, these are my guys. I am fucking heartsick over it. Just when we get some good things in Portland. Just like 12 months. I could only get one season of Portland Pride. I was going to get some Boston Celtics gear. Good thing I didn't. Good thing I didn't. Rumors are that obviously Ime Udoka's done. Done coaching probably for a long time. Missoula has promised to keep the schematic stuff the same to try to instill some level of consistency for a team that was one of the best defensive groups in the league. Jalen Brown said this after his first practice with Missoula. I think from day one, Joe has set a standard. All of our guys are setting the standard, taking care of the ball, getting to our spots, playing the right way. Just setting an expectation level that we've got to be accountable every single day. Truth is, the Celtics still need to add a coach and are scouring the woods for an experienced assistant to help take the burden off this brand new, I don't know, 34-year-old head coach. I mean, he's, he's literally younger than Al Horford, this guy. I mean, Al Horford's fucking old, but he's very young too. All a work in progress. And still, with all of this drama, the Celtics are the odds-on favorite to win the title. Can you believe that? Plus 500. Do they not know all this stuff? All of the players were shocked. They heard the news when we did on social media. So to recap, top center out for, the se- out for half the season a guy who is critical for the defensive identity of this team. Another key rotation player, out for the year. A new point guard who has a history of always being injured and kind of feeling like if he hurts a toenail, he's going to sit out a few games. A starting power forward who's just shy of 40. So a lack of depth hurts him quite a bit. A scandal and controversy looming over a franchise over a head coach having a sexual relationship with a member of the team who is gone for at least the entire year, but probably more, and a new head coach interim who has his own little stuff that isn't great. Sounds right to me. Plus 500. Yeah. Willing to put my money on this team to win it all, folks. I would totally do that. That makes all the sense in the world, does it not? Start getting ring sizes for Rob Williams. Like, figure it out. Malcolm Brogdon, get your banner, get your championship party entourage ready. In all seriousness, 
I think it's going to take a while for this team to get things together. I think that's saying a lot that they will get things together. Things couldn't have gone much worse than last year towards the until the All-Star break when they were one game shy of, of 500 in January. But boy, is there going to be tumult and a lot of questions. And as more news reports come out, who knows what kind of shit continues to brew. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. If anyone rivals the Celtics for off-season drama and organizational dysfunction, probably the Phoenix Suns, right? They set a record in the offseason for a most amount of tweets by their fan base that just sent gifts of flaming dumpster fire at them. Let's face it, like, you look up dumpster fire in the dictionary and Robert Sarver's photo will be staring right at you. The NBA suspends Phoenix Suns owner Robert Sarver one year after he gets accused by dozens of employees and former employees for every ism under the sun, every racial slur, every bit of sexual misconduct, every bit about, hey, how about you see my Michael Penix Jr.? <laughs> and he gets the same level of suspension as Ime Udoka. Is that, does that feel weird to anyone? Because it does. Every ism under the sun, under the suns, get it? And I don't know. My first thought is, shit, that's, that's wild. That is not going to fly, though, folks, in today's day and age. Adam Silver, what you doing, baby? What you doing? I reached out to some friends like, hey, uh, what's going on in Phoenix? You hearing anything about this Sarver suspension? How are people taking it? Had some very trusted media members, and they said, oh, and they live in Phoenix. Oh, no, this is not the end. There's not even close to the end. And and yet, they said, oh, yeah, Sarver's not going to survive this. And I'm like, really? It feels like he's got this audacity to stay put. Even after Braun came out against him, even after Chris Paul came after again, out against him, even Draymond Green, who had an amazing soliloquy about forcing the owners to take a vote. Hey, y'all, let's see where you guys are at on it. Let's take a vote. See how you guys feel about Robert Sarver continuing to be an owner of this league. But then sponsors start pulling their dollars. Then other owners of the Suns start coming forward. Then you've got the head, the new head of the NBPA, the union, saying, I speak for all players. This man cannot stay around this league. And in a few short days, kaput. Robert Sarver capitulates, and he announces he's selling the team. Since it's PR season, here is Robert Sarver's statement, and we'll decide whether 
it gets any comment. As a man of faith, oh God, let me just, let's start again. As a man of faith, I believe in atonement and the path to forgiveness. I expected that the commissioner's one-year suspension would provide the time for me to focus, make amends, and remove my personal controversy from the teams that I and so many fans love. Really. But in our current unforgiving climate, oh, it's cancel culture. It has become painfully clear that that is no longer possible. That for whatever good I have done, oh, baby. Oh, you think this is like a, like a balance sheet. Like, oh, I'd have done so. We'll continue. Whatever good I have done or could still do is outweighed by the things I have said in the past. For those reasons, I am beginning the process of seeking buyers for the sun, suns and mercury. This is a man who seems riddled with contrition, doesn't he? He seems broken up about the whole thing. He seems ready to do the work, doesn't he? He seemed like he was ready to take the next year to really peel back the layers of why he's so racist. Why he feels he can speak to women however he wants. But he's not going to do that now. He's just going to sell the team. (laughs) So it's us that lose. It's us that lose because we tried to cancel Robert Sarver. And instead, he will not be canceled. He's not going to do the work. He's just going to sell the team. By the way, he's going to sell the team for like $3 billion. So he'll be fine. I'm sure he'll put all those dollars to work on himself and bettering the communities that he has harmed. This is the third team in the last eight years, by the way, due to some sort of racial issues have had to be sold. It's almost like there's a, there's, 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 there's like a, a problem. It's like there's a systemic thing. It feels like maybe we should start peeling back the onion, start lifting up the hood on the rest of these guys, see if anything else shakes out, see if any rats come open, if you pick up those two-by-fours and see what starts scurrying out. I think it's the best thing for everyone, honestly. You cannot tell me that this investigation didn't have a cloud over the Suns. I don't care that they were the number one seed. They started out slow. They went out with a bang to this Dallas Mavericks. The beginning of their season had that cloud of Baxter Holmes' article looming over them and his problematic behavior of Robert Sarver. So turns out Sarver also still reaping the benefits, or we are still reaping the benefits of him and DeAndre Ayton. Apparently, Robert Sarver is the reason that DeAndre Ayton didn't get his max deal. Remember, the Suns did everything but kick Ayton out, out the door, until just snatching him back by matching the extension sheet by the NBA and the Pacers. Ayton, of course, was outraged, as you might imagine. A report dropped, though, today from Mark Spears and Ramona Shelburne that said the following. I was told that it was Robert Sarver who didn't want to give him that fifth year. He wanted 
to save money. Oh, baby. My understanding from talking to people close to DeAndre is he thinks that this was Robert Sarver's decision as well. The whole bizarre situation surrounding the team's treatment of Aiton kind of feels like it's starting to make a little more sense now. Cheap owner, who's probably going to be forced to sell the team, doesn't want to make any big moves. So they decide, hmm, we'll just see what everybody else wants to pay him. Add this to the fact that Aiton has not, according to him, spoken to Monty Williams, the head coach, since Game 7. If you don't think that's weird... And I know people are trying to tell us this is the part of the gaslighting that exists. Like, people are trying to tell us that's not weird. Oh, yeah, it's, like, totally normal. As soon as you end the season, we just never speak again. Not, not like, hey, buddy, how you holding up? How is your summer going? I don't know. Like, when summer league is happening, hey, you want to grab dinner? None of that. They're trying to tell us that's not weird. That, I have to tell you, if that's normal then the entire league is a little weird. Here's what Aiton said. You can just hear it for yourself. How have you and Monty kind of been able to move? I haven't spoken on Oh, pause. Have you and Monty been able to move? Cuts him off. I haven't spoke to Monty. Looks at him dead in his face. Nope. Continue. No, I haven't spoken at all. Ever since the game. Nope, haven't spoke to him at all ever since that game. So not, not even, not even no. I'm here. Are you hoping that that changes? I'm here. Are you happy to be here, Yeah, I'm alright. You know, I'm in between those lines now, I just work. You know, I'm not playing for myself. You know, I have an organization across my chest. And in my back, I have to represent. I'm just here to work, man. This sounds like a guy who's like, listen, I've got generational wealth coming my way. Life's not that bad. I grew up in Phoenix, but I can't stand these motherfuckers, truthfully. And I know in January, when I get to choose whether I want to be traded or not, I can ask them to get me the fuck out of here if I want to. We'll see. If Chris Paul wants to grind me down to dust between now and January, maybe I get my dipset ass out of here. You know what? I get that. Sometimes you work for some place and you get paid well, and you're like, it's so they're so lucky I get paid well because I can't stand it here. I can't stand my teammates. I can't stand my bosses. I can't stand being having them on top of me all day long. Yeah, I mean. Run down the full video. Look on Aiton's face. It just comes off so much worse. His body language, his facial expressions, his energy. In other words, the season could not have started worse for the Phoenix Suns. Lots of teams with, with talent have had their seasons go down like the Titanic due to chemistry issues and with the locker room overflowing with frustration about the Sarver situation an unhappy big man. And now you've got Jay Crowder, the glue of this team, sitting out of training camp until he is traded because his starting role is in jeopardy. Safe to say there is a ton of murkiness about how good this Phoenix team can actually be this season, especially early on in said season. So now we have two playoff teams 
with serious dysfunction and serious ambiguity about what happens 